everyone, and welcome into CrushTheStreet.com. I'm Kenneth Amendari, and I'm joined today with the returning guest, Patrick Yip of Atmex, Atmex Gold, precious metals dealer, also OneGold, OneGold.com. And uh, this is somebody who it has a pulse on the market. We're going to get a, a, a real understanding of boots on the ground on what is happening in precious metals. Are people buying precious metals right now? Gold hit a, an all-time high, 2070. Just recently, came off of that number a little bit. We're seeing inflation numbers out of control. We had, you know, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Last time we spoke to Patrick, this was just right before that. And now we're introducing this. Inflation numbers that have been released have not included what we've seen over the last month uh, with the war. We've seen gas prices go through the roof, uh, higher than we've ever seen it. Uh, Price per barrel, by the way, is not. Uh, as high as we've seen it, but gas prices sure are when you factor in, you know, wages and you know, I think competition around the world with, um, you know, countries competing for commodities. We're not in the same place we were years ago. There's more people purchasing oil and commodities and, and wanting to live a higher standard of living. So that's part of the nuance of what's happening in this global economy. But uh, there's a special discount code if anyone wants to reach out to Atmex or One Gold. use Street 5 on discount purchases, $5 off of 100 and 100 off of $5,000. Patrick, thanks for coming on Crush the Street with me today. Hey, thanks for having me on, Kenneth. Well, uh, again, I think the biggest change we've seen over the last time we've spoken was the Russia-Ukraine. And, you know, inflation numbers haven't been priced in with everything that we've seen in that intro. I kind of alluded to some of the things that we're seeing. Gas prices are at insane levels. I was in California uh, just uh, about a week and a half ago. I filled up the rental car. I had to pay six twenty-five a gallon for regular, and I just can't imagine how long that people can continue to do that without reaching a breaking point. Yeah, it's a definitely interesting times. Um, I, I think, as you mentioned, uh, one of the biggest news is uh, biggest information that that um, came out since we last spoke was the whole Russia invading Ukraine. And I think it's important for people to know how how did that happen? How did it affect precious metals? Um, so looking back at it, um, the Russia invaded Ukraine on February 24th. So a couple of weeks ago now, um, gold opened around 1900. Um, we saw a spike up to 1970 during that initial news. So obviously gold responded. Um, gold has typically been known as a safe haven. So people run to gold in, in times of uncertainty. Um, and then moving on to March 8th, uh, we saw the, the tensions escalate. Then we saw gold spike up to 2070. Um, Atmex actually had one of its best uh, sales days ever. So we sold about $25 million in retail product to uh, investors. Um, the interesting thing about it is, is during that time, uh, silver got extremely tight. Um, so one of the things that, uh, Kenneth, you mentioned earlier was OneGold. And what OneGold is, it's an it's a investment platform that allows people to take vaulted positions of gold, silver, and platinum. And OneGold typically sources from the wholesale markets. Um, so getting back onto silver, um, because of this spike on March 8th, we actually saw premiums on 1,000-ounce silver bars jump to 65 to $0.85 cents over spot. I um, mean, keep in mind, before COVID, before any of this stuff happened years ago, these thousand ounce bars were available for three to five cents over spot. So just a dramatically different market. Um, silver is definitely getting very tight. Um, and then you, you look now and, and what's happened since March 8th is, is the price obviously corrected. Um, gold's back in the 1900 territory. 
Um, and the reason for that is, is you hear news about Ukraine saying it, it doesn't expect to join NATO anytime soon. So what we saw is some of the premiums on thousand ounce silver bars kind of go down a little bit. Um, obviously, gold could go up if tensions escalate or it could uh, decrease if, if the situation is resolved. But I always like to tell my friends and, and my colleagues that now is is not not really a bad time to, to buy. I mean, you see that gold's corrected from its peak. Um, the, the, the broader reasons for gold's bull run, which is inflation, is, is still very much present. Absolutely. Well, and I one of the things that I wanted to bring up, and that's interesting to me, is that gold has gone up. And I, I say this because I see it in the retail sentiment. I see it with people, their enthusiasm when they we talk about mining companies or, or you know, talking about precious metals in general. People are not have they don't have that fear of missing out because gold goes up and then pulls back, and that's what we've gotten conditioned to since we've seen gold on this uptrend since 2015. Gold goes up. People kind of jump in at the at the height because they're like, man, this is it. You know, we're in a bull market, but then it, it goes down again. You know, it, we see that time and time again. And it, I think it's a little demoralizing because I know the average person is probably buying when it's going up because they got that FOMO and then they watch it go down again. So they don't have that 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 reassured feeling that, oh, I bought and I did a good thing. It takes a long time for gold to go back and to get past that point of where they bought and then okay now i feel good again but obviously you look at a chart it almost looks so obvious like we're in this great bull run but it's the price action that is so interesting to me and i think a lot of people they're just not as confident as they they should be because of the way the price acts yeah, that, that's a good point too um, i think a lot of things to look at too is, is a lot of investment classes are cyclical um, so let's just look at the past like 20 years and, and what's happened too. Um, I think it, it's going to be, my opinion is, is I think now is a great time to get involved in, in precious metals. And, and here's why. So if you look at, um, let's say the first 11 years of the cycle. Um, so 2000 to 2011, you had basically a lost stock decade and then gold performed. So stocks started the, the decade at 1450 for the S&P and 11 years later ended at 1250. 1250. So it was down 14% in 11 years. So basically didn't do much. Um, gold, on the other hand, started the, the decade at $250 and went up to $1,900 in 2011. So a 7x gain. So basically good time to get into gold then, you know, not so great time to get into stocks. Uh, moving on to 2011 to now, you saw the cycle reverse. Um, so stocks went up 4x. You see that that anyone who got into stocks since 2011 has made tremendous gains. So you saw the S&P go from 1250 to 4,800. Um, obviously, it corrected a little bit from there. And then you see gold. If, if you've been invested in gold since 2011, it's been a painful investment. You saw gold start at 1900, go all the way down to 1050. And now it's, it, it's finally getting back to about 1900. Um, I think with inflation here and given the current economic climate, I think it's time that, that the cycle reverses. Um, like I said, everything is cyclical. Um, I would not be surprised uh, to see stocks start to struggle in the next several years and gold start to increase. Um, and it's important to note that a lot of times um, inflation and rising interest rates are generally not the greatest um, for stocks. Um, so with that in mind, uh, gold made its most recent low in 2015 of about 1,050. Um, gold went up 5x in the, in the early 1970s. That was from $35 to 200. It went up 8x um, in the late 1970s from about 100 to 850. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a multiple move from, from the low of 1050. Um, in fact, a, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a, a, a podcast with Rick Rule, and he said he wouldn't be surprised to see four or five or $6,000 gold. Yeah, I'm hoping that that we do see that as well. And, and I totally see that in the cards. Um, so let's talk about interest rates. Uh, the Fed is starting to tighten interest rates. We have inflation that is seemingly out of control. I'm curious to see what they release here in short order uh, regarding uh, the last month, especially as prices have gone up. But at some point, you got to assume that the consumer is going to reach their breaking point where uh, it's kind of like Peter Schiff uh, always points out high, the solution to high prices is high prices. And, or I think Rick Rule actually, so I've heard him say that as well. Uh, and, and that's true. You know, if you have high prices, people stop buying and then there's a decrease in the money velocity. And, you know, in theory, things should start to come down again. But when you've printed trillions of dollars and, you know, you have such a screwed up economy as it is, is that really what you have? So, um, what are your thoughts on this in this interest rate environment and containing inflation? What are our options here going forward? Yeah, so a couple of things to touch about on inflation, too, is, is you look in, and the Fed's currently reporting 7.9% inflation, which I think is way understated. You look at any commodity chart and it, it's much higher than 7.9% year over year. <clears throat> but let's just assume you took the 7.9. Let's say, OK, the, the Fed's right. We're going to take the 7.9%. Um, you look at, at what's happened in the past. So in the 1960s, it took the Fed nine years to resolve inflation. In the, in the 1970s, it took five years to resolve inflation. So five years of 7.9% compounded in inflation is going to erode a third of your wealth. And then nine years of 7.9% compounded inflation is going to erode over half your wealth. So something that, that I think people need to, need to keep in mind is, is this is not something that you should just ride out. Um, you need to have a plan in place, and historically, precious metals have uh, done well in inflationary times. Um, just another comment, too, is, is around int interest rates. It's like, how, how could the Fed get inflation to go away? Um, what, what are the tools the Fed currently has? Um, one is higher interest rates. Um, obviously, we saw the 25 basis point increase in interest rate increase last week. <clears throat> in inflation is currently running at 7.9%, as I mentioned that's a long way away um, from the 7.9%. In fact, the Fed actually stated that they plan on having rates to just under 2% at the end of this year and to about 2.75% in the end of 2023. Still a long, long way away from the 7.9%. I think when we see the March uh, CPI numbers, it's, it's going to be much higher than that. Um, another thing the Fed could do to, to potentially pre, uh, reduce inflation is, is reduce the money supply, but I don't think that's happening anytime soon either. Um, you look at since COVID and, and we've printed up $13 trillion um, in, in new, new money. You had $5 trillion for COVID, um, about $4.5 trillion for QE, and another $3 trillion for uh, quantitative easing, so, or, or um, infrastructure bill, sorry. Um, but yeah, so none of, the, none of this stuff is going away. I, th I think we're in an inflationary cycle for the next several years. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I mean, how do you see that playing out for the average person? I mean, I, I feel like people were very excited to get their COVID checks. They were excited to be home, not working. I mean, even still, they're getting, you know, bonuses on their unemployment. And, you know, it's difficult for companies to, to get people to work. I mean, we forget about why this figure, the 7.9% figure is really so detrimental. I mean, I speak to you know, tradesmen or people that are trying to run businesses, getting people to work. They can't get people to work 
because you know the cost of labor is so high and restaurants are shutting down and and little mom and pop shops i mean this is the real economy and it's like they say you know when your friend loses or your neighbor loses their job it's a recession when you lose your job it's a depression and there's a lot of people that are in a depressionary environment right now because of how bad things are for them and i'm just curious i mean what how does this start to really play out i mean imagine if this is what 7.9% inflation looks like, what is 10% inflation? I mean, how much more magnified are the pro and the problems there are in a 10% inflationary environment? Yeah, that's a good point too. I, I personally think the Fed is behind the curve. Uh, you look at the 25 basis point increase uh, that they did last week, it doesn't even put a dent in it. Um, and it's, it's important to note too, in the 1960s and 1970s, we had a similar rate increase cycle too, where where the Fed kept on increasing rate interest rates, but inflation kept on uh, increasing faster than the rate increases. And we saw inflation um, up, to, up to about 14% in the 1980s, um, or in the early 1980s, which is double what, what uh, the Fed's saying today. So I think, unfortunately, it's going to be a, a tough times for a lot of these people who are just getting by. Um, in fact, I was talking to a couple couple friends uh, or a couple people that that I know are kind of in, in working class uh, jobs, and they, they were they were they were complaining. They said gas is too expensive. Can't take my family out to eat anymore. Um, They're like, what, what What do people do? And, and what I recommend it is, is if you have any assets, definitely get involved in precious metals. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it's so frustrating. And, and the inflation is so much down the line as well. So many unintended consequences. I mean, the supply chain logistics, for instance, you know, I had to get, you know, a new light installed uh, in my, you know, my kitchen, you know, we had a, a, an issue with our light and it took the electrician three trips because we couldn't, we didn't have the right parts and it took a month to do this. So I paid double for the installation because of all the problems. And they probably wouldn't call that inflation, right? It's just, oh, we just paid for his time. But the fact that nothing works right is I got to pay for all these inefficiencies that's not getting factored into the inflation price as well. Or I, I tried to buy my mom a gift and, you know, I ended up paying way more for that as well because it wasn't even available. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's such a messed up situation right now. And all that good free money that was flying around in 2020 and 2021, I feel like we're paying for it now. I mean, this is what I mean at the pump and, rent and, and everything that we're doing right now, that's all getting paid for now. And it's that instant gratification that everyone was experiencing, not working, receiving checks. And now we're, we're, uh, we're paying the price for that. And it's very unfortunate. And you know what, I, I kind of think that they're just going to ramp up, ramp it up again. I mean, what's stopping them from printing another $5 trillion? I mean, it's just a number at this point to throw at the system and get everything going again and get everyone spending money and feeling good and, and asset prices going up and, you know, everyone's happy once again. I mean, what's stopping them from that at this point? Yeah, I don't think anything is stopping them. Um, you, you mentioned a, a thing earlier when you were mentioning the light too, is, is one of the things that that I hear sometimes too is, is the supply chains are going to get fixed and inflation is going to go away. Um, I looked into that and I don't think it's getting fixed anytime soon. You look at it and I, I saw a stat where about 90% of all international trade um, happens on a ship. 
And if you've ever, if you tried to travel anytime recently, you've known that there's all kinds of crazy border restrictions, things you can and can't do. Um, obviously, that's slowing down trade because you, you can't easily load and unload ships. Um, you mentioned there, there's a shortage of human labor. Um, that, that I don't think is getting solved anytime soon. Um, and then I think one of the biggest uh, things that COVID did to damage people was the whole psychological damage. You have people that are now afraid to work in crowded areas, or you have people who don't want to go back to work too. Um, once again, I, I don't think that's getting solved anytime soon. So I don't think we're going, going to go back to normal supply chains uh, pre-COVID levels, uh, which is another thing that's going to keep inflation high. So it's so crazy uh, what we're dealing with. I know uh, Elon Musk, I was reading some earlier and he's, he was selling people. I'm not selling my Bitcoin. I, I think you need to own hard assets. He likes real estate and, um, you know, even like stocks for him. He didn't mention gold, which I think is interesting, um, but he understands that he's very concerned about the current fiat system. The richest man in the world is addressing something that was very much a fringe concept not that many years ago. You know what I mean? Like we have the, the these most these fringe topics that you know we would talk about in you know smaller groups and you know not on CNBC and, and mainstream news outlets. But these conspiracy theories, if you will, are not conspiracies anymore. We live in a world where these conspiracies have become realities, and that's where I feel like the volatility is is there's no precedent for what is what the next 10 years is going to look like around the world for that matter and that's why i think you do have to look at things that have a proven history and a track record like gold and like silver and silver my goodness being only 25 dollars i mean what an opportunity you know, I've been saying that now for a while and, you know, people are probably tired of hearing me talk about silver, but it is what it is. Um, you know, when, when we do have the system break down, you got to be in something and I don't see a better deal out there than silver at the moment. I don't know, maybe you would uh, disagree with me, but silver seems to be where it's at. Yeah, a couple of points you mentioned there too. Uh, getting back to Elon Musk too, it's, it's interesting. So during that time when he bought Bitcoin, I forgot what it was a couple months ago, um, they actually, Tesla actually updated their annual report to say they could own Bitcoin or gold too. Um, the unfortunate I didn't know part that. Is, it, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, the unfortunate part is the gold piece never really made the news. I'm surprised that it didn't because that that's a pretty, I guess, non-mainstream statement to, to for a company like his to want to own gold. Um, but you could look up that annual report. It's actually in there that that they could hold up to you know a certain position of, of Bitcoin and gold. I forgot exactly what it is, but but it is in there. Um, the second thing you mentioned too is, is silver, and, and I think silver is a tremendous opportunity. Um, so I looked at it just looking at, at what silver has historically done in the past. So in the past, silver typically rallies after gold and to a much further extent. So two examples here. So in the 1970s, um, this is when gold rallied up to 850 and silver rallied up to 50. Um, so 76 was a low for both metals. Um, and two years later in 78, gold doubled. So gold went from 100 to $200. Silver, on the other hand, lagged. So silver only went up 30%. So it kind of left the silver bulls kind of feeling a little frustrated, saying, hey, I should have maybe went into gold. Um, you look at 1979, and both silver and gold were up 4x from their lows. And then during the final, final year of that run, gold had an 8x performance from its lows, so basically 100 up to 850. And silver had a 12x performance, so basically about 4 and change up to $50. 
Um, so silver definitely outperformed gold in the, in the mid 1970s. And then fast forward onto the 2000s, 2011s, um, you had 1999 to 2001 was kind of the lows for, for silver and gold. They were kind of both, both um, you know, gold was about $250. I think silver was about foreign change back then. Um, up to 2010, basically the, the metals had similar performance gains. And then during the final year of the bull run, um, gold had a 7x gain from its lows and silver once again posted a 12x gain um, from its lows again. So the most recent low of silver was $12. Not saying the silver is going to do a 12x gain again, but if it does, that that could potentially mean $144 in silver, which was is actually kind of interesting because if you do, did take, let's say, Rick Rule's um, target of four, five, or six thousand dollar gold. Let's say you take the middle point, five thousand dollar gold divided by one forty four. You got a gold silver ratio of around thirty five, which is kind of in line with with what we would expect of a bull market. You're saying thirty five dollars silver for thirty five dollars gold silver ratio. Sorry. Um, so I, I was oh, one forty four going to one forty four. Got it. Got it. Yeah. No, I, I definitely see that and. I mean, the fact is, is most of us have been in it for at least, at least a little while. I mean, even getting the $12 price, unless you bought some of the, the ETFs or, or, I mean, it's, it's, I don't think many people were actually able to own $12 silver, or maybe some people were able to, um, but most of us are in it in the twenties here, you know, maybe closer to the thirties. Uh, but that upside is still very real. I mean, if you, you know, if you've accumulated now from the mid teens to the, in the twenties, you know, maybe up until the high twenties here at different times. Um, I mean, the upside is, is magnificent. I mean, just going back to its uh, $50 high of 1980, but um, obviously I think it can go more than that. I mean, 75, hundred, you know, 144. I mean, all these are very much real targets for what we, and especially when you compare it to other asset classes that have moved. You know, you look at the Dow Jones, you look at real estate, you look at uh, Bitcoin, you know, silver does have to go higher now. And there's more upside potential because of how much capital is in other asset classes that can move into silver. So it's not even as as unrealistic as it was 10 years ago to think it can go there. I mean, we're this is very real targets for gold, for silver in this environment. So yeah, maybe you can respond to that, uh, Patrick, and just share some closing thoughts here uh, regarding uh, Atmax, OneGold, and just the general importance of owning precious metals in this environment. Yeah, actually regarding that target, is I read something too that they said about 80% of the, of the M1 money supply was was created in, in the last couple of years too. So just a interesting thought too uh, for you to think about over there. But um, to give a little introduction about Atmex to OneGold, so we like to provide solutions for all types of investors. Obviously, Atmex is one of the largest online precious metals dealers. We'll gladly sell you any of the 25,000 products we have in stock, whether it's gold, silver, platinum, palladium, bars, rounds, coins, numismatics. Um, obviously, been in, in business for over 20 years. Uh, one, one of the largest and most recognized dealers. Um, another way that we also like to sell precious metals is through a platform called OneGold. So back in 2018, Atmex partnered with Sprott, which is a large alternative investment um, asset manager to create a modern way to purchase uh, precious metals. So what OneGold is, it's an online investment platform that sells um, allocated and segregated um, vaulted positions of gold, silver, and platinum, which are fully audited, fully insured. Um, I personally use OneGold with my own money. Um, I, the couple things I do like about it is, is there's low premiums. 
Um, I typically don't, I don't want to pay $10 over spot for a silver eagle right now. So one gold sells silver for about 2% over spot. Um, not, another nice thing is I don't, I never need to worry about theft or loss because it, it's all in a vaulted position. Never need to worry about someone breaking in, stealing my gold or silver. Um, and lastly, too, for anyone looking into IRAs, too, One Gold actually offers a great IRA solution. Um, so typically with a precious metals IRA, you have a, a dealer, a depository, and a custodian, which is hard to buy and sell positions in and out. But with One Gold, since it's all vaulted, you could essentially trade in and out of your gold and silver positions. Maybe you want to take advantage of the gold-silver ratio. Um, but a great IRA solution. Um, check us out at One Gold if you're interested in that. And yeah, like I said, uh, check us out at Atmex or onegold.com. Uh, both companies do have mobile apps. Um, in addition, you can email me if you have any questions. I'm at patrick.yip at atmex.com. That's P-A-T-R-I-C-K dot Y-I-P at atmex.com. Patrick, you're a superstar. Thanks for coming on the show and just sharing with us your information and news and, and your research. Um, I think, you know, these interviews are going to be one that we look back on and say, hey, you know, this was very timely, very important. And we're already seeing that. Uh, as it's playing out in this environment. These black swan events um, are not really black swan. You can expect things to get crazier because of how crazy things are. The volatility is just going to be that much more as we move through this. So again, Patrick, thanks for coming on the show with me today. Great. Thanks, Kenneth.